Welcome to this episode of the Real Estate Faucet, Real Estate on Tap, where we put the knowledge of experts in the real estate industry in your hands. Today, we have a special guest, Chris Constantine of the Constantine & Co. team at Keller Williams. Chris has been a family friend for many years and has been a mentor and colleague for the last several years for myself. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me. Um, um, yeah, so uh, I'm a uh, father of two. Uh, stepfather of three and uh, I've been a realtor for for 21 years um, uh, we've grown into uh, we've grown into a team of five salespeople here and uh, we have a full-time admin and um, yeah that's uh, that, that, that's me in a nutshell yeah that's quite a career um, so today we're going to talk about local market stats in in greater Moncton kind of trends we're seeing um, what some of these stats mean um, comparing current market stats to market stats of pre-pandemic years, uh, and just some general advice that you would have for consumers. Uh, so to start off, what is one piece of advice do you have for people when it comes to real estate? Yeah. So usually, um, this is, uh, this is, this is funny cause it's feeling so formal. We're just, we're just getting started <laughs> with this and this is our, this is our first one. So it's, it's kind of fun. I, I don't, uh, I don't use the word exciting very much. As you know, it's kind of one of my, uh, it's kind of one of my cringe words when people use it. But um, I think, uh, I think it's cool that, that you're getting this off the ground and there's so many, so many things that, uh, that we repeat and say to folks when we meet with them and talk to them and, and guide them through the process. We have repeat clients that kind of hear some of it over and over again. But um, anyway, yeah, so sorry, I just had to, I just had to, had to feel too, uh, a little too formal there. So I just had to, oh, yeah, no need to keep it formal. This is casual <laughs> and just to yeah, inform yeah. people. So, um, yeah, so usually the first part of the conversation is around, is, uh, is around supply and demand. Often one of the first questions that people will ask us, we hear the question about how's the market. Um, people will ask us about when's the best time of year to sell their home, that sort of thing. So generally one of the first conversations that we have with people is just explaining about supply and demand um, and how it impacts what their house is worth now, how it's going to affect them in the future. Um, obviously we don't have a crystal ball, but um, with, with the way, with the way real estate's evolved, even over the, the, the time that I've been in the industry, um, we have a lot of data now. Uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of market indicators, a lot of things that we can look for. So, um, so supply and demand is generally, generally one of the first things that we talk about um, and how it, how it impacts. So when we're trying to figure out the value on somebody's home, um, we're, we're looking at, uh, at what similar properties have sold for, and we're looking at how much competition they have at any given time. Um, so the, um, everybody knows, you know, the old saying, buy low, sell high. Um, but the thing that we don't often think about is that in order for you to buy low, you've got to buy when there's lots of supply and not many other people are buying. And so depending on what's going on in the market around you often with real estate, like many other investments, um, you've got to, uh, you often have to, to, uh, go against what the mainstream is doing if you can um and uh and and that usually requires good advice to do it so um the biggest thing is to is to understand that principle and to not try and time the market um trying to time the market um you know lots of times people are relying on information that they're that they're hearing from the media and and that sort of thing 
um, trying to figure out is now a good time to buy, is now a good time to sell. And real estate markets are local. It can be a good time to buy and sell in one neighborhood or in one part of the province or in one part of the country. And it can be a completely, can be, it can be completely the opposite in a different community or, or in a different part of the province. So the biggest thing is to understand that markets are local. What you hear generally in the, in the media um, is a snapshot of overview, an overview of, of statistics that are, that are being shared through the media streams. Um, and it may or may not actually reflect what it is, the, 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 where your properties are located or where your home is located and what the value uh, of that is. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing is supply and demand and, 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 uh, and, and recognizing that markets are local. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with everything you just said, Chris. And um, so in, in saying all of that, we have a lot of buyers these days, as you and I both know, um, they're, they're on the sidelines, they're waiting for interest rates to fall. What sort of advice would you give, uh, would you give them? Yeah. So I've, I've, I've seen that, uh, I've seen buyers move to the sidelines a few times for different reasons. Whenever anything, um, significant happens either in our economy or in the world, um, you know, you look back to the great recession of the, of the late two thousands, um, uh, when, when, when people are, are considering making a move, um, they're, they're, they're looking at their reasons for that. So people make moves for, for lifestyle changes often, um, you know, uh, change of career, getting married, getting divorced. There's a variety of life changes that we go through that impacts our, our housing. Um, but uh, when, when we're looking at uh, uh, interest rates, as an example, um, it's also relative because when I got into the business, 8% was the norm um, and 8% was considered good. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like that buyer remorse thing. Um, people will, people, uh, you know, the, the low interest rate rates were a reaction to the housing market crash. Um, and, and trying to the government trying to spur on um, uh, housing activity and and, and growth um, and encourage people to 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 invest in real estate. Um, so interest rates were low and 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 it had a positive effect. Um, so so much of a positive effect, which is often the way. And I, you and I have had this conversation several times. Um, we have this conversation whenever we're speaking with people in the industry that the market is cyclic. It, it, tra it, it transitions uh, in a balanced market. The market doesn't really favor buyers or sellers one way or the other. Uh, it then, off, then for one reason or another, something will change that will cause more demand on housing. For example, immigration. Um, which is drawing uh, more and more people in and it puts uh, increased pressure on the housing. So uh, that demand drives the prices up. Uh, that increased activity then causes um, investors to build more, uh, for, for, for contractors to build more um, because the demand is there. Um, and then eventually that usually leads to an oversupply um, and the market will correct itself again. So what we're seeing with with buyers moving to the sidelines with interest rates um my my um my advice would be look at the historical values of properties in your 
in in the in the location where you want to live and see where the pricing is and what it's done over the last 5 10 15 years um in the market that we work in in southeastern new brunswick overall prices have been trending up forever really uh even during the great recession prices took a little bit of a dip um but then they bounced back again and uh, really, we're one of the safest markets to invest in. Um, and that's part of why you're seeing the, the, the activity that we're seeing here, um, especially since the pandemic and, and people coming here and, and, uh, and recognizing the value. So waiting on interest rates, um, it's highly unlikely, interest rates um, uh, are high, it's highly unlikely that they're going to uh, go back down anytime soon. Um, we may see some softening of them um, as, a, 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 as, a, as a protection measure uh, when interest rates, um, uh, when, when mortgages that on properties that were bought during the pandemic, when those come due, uh, if the Bank of Canada feels like they need to protect those people, maybe they'll, the interest rates will trend down a little bit. Um, but, you know, we're looking, that's three, four, five years into the future. The equity that you could gain on a property over the next three, four, five years could weigh more than offset whatever that interest rate uh, change might be. And again, and then and you're waiting on something that quite literally might not happen. But the thing that has been happening year over year for for, for, for decades is housing prices in our market have been appreciating. So waiting, waiting on interest rates to go down, um, people who have the luxury of not, um, of, of not needing to buy or don't, don't have the desire to buy, they may sit and wait and that might be their reason for doing so. But for the majority of people that are seriously considering investing in real estate or buying a home or, or upsizing or downsizing, um, we're already starting to see it now, um, a few months, uh, beyond when the last rate hikes happened, um, life goes on and, and, and the majority of people, they're not going to sit around waiting on interest rates, whatever their reasons were for wanting to buy and sell they're they're going they're coming back they're coming back now that's the the fall market as as you're well aware um is in full swing right now we're we're busy and uh and 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 the idea of it people are just had to wrap their minds around okay those days are not there and it's not going to change anytime soon so um so let's move on with our lives and 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 find that home that we're looking for yeah exactly and i mean i think you know things i tell my clients is, you know, if you want to build equity, you first have to purchase that property. So first time home buyers go buy what you can afford. Uh, when interest rates do come down with the demand, that's going to mean increased prices. You've got equity and you can purchase another home, but, but get that first yeah. home while you can get what you can afford. Yeah. And yeah. once you have it, you can build equity. If you try to time it, it's just not going to work. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. Just adjust your uh, one. You, I, I think I've probably said this to you a few years ago, get on the elevator, right? Get, get in the game, get, get that, get that. It might, again, just getting started um, kind of falls in line with what we're doing right here today. Right. But yep. just get started, just get into the, uh, just get, get, get into the, uh, get, get something, get a, get a home of your own. Um, start investing in your own future, even if it means that you have to uh, lower your expectations a little bit 
um, doing that and buying smart um, and what you can afford is, is going to allow you to transition moving forward that much faster into that. Maybe it's that dream home, that forever home. If that's your long-term real estate goal is, is to, is to get into that forever home. But yeah, taking those, uh, taking a step backwards so that you can go ahead is, uh, is good advice. So yeah, you're, you're, you're bang on. Yeah. Yeah. That first one's the hardest to get, but it's definitely the most important. Um, switching it up a little bit. Uh, when the media starts talking about, you know, sales activities down 12% compared to 2022, let's say, um, uh, People start thinking, you know, the sky's falling, the market as a whole, prices are down 12%. You and I know that's not necessarily what that means. Can you clarify what that means and and why we're seeing sales activity, quote unquote, down 12%? Yeah, yeah. So we have so many of these conversations. And again, (laughs) that's part of why I'm that's part of why I'm happy that you're doing this right now, because this is an avenue for us to get that information out to people. Um, we, we talk about it. Part of the reason, generally, if something's hitting the media, it's probably three to six months after the actual effect, you know, what we've seen. Um, yep. It takes a while for the, for the general population to, to see the changes that we see um, over time. So, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, they, there's been that um, there's, so many, so many folks have been predicting that you know the bubble's going to burst. The 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 market has to go down. These these prices are crazy. Um, those things may be true in some markets, uh, markets that we don't work in. But we've been undervalued for so long. Um, we you know our our housing. When you look at the cost, you always have to measure everything off against the cost to replace something. Um, and in our market. Um, we still, our average price right now is hovering around 315, you know, three, maybe it's, maybe it's as high as 330, 340 on average. That's a shock for a lot of folks who, who've been here um, their entire lives or, or their, their adult lives when a few short years ago, um, the average price was more like 225 or less. And, and you could buy a good starter entry level home for, 125, 150,000. Um, but we've just really um, gotten to the point where we're, we're, we're quite frankly still a bit undervalued because the cost to replace, again, with pandemic supply and demand on materials and labor and that sort of thing, you can't replace the houses that we're selling for 315. You can't replace them for 315 or 320. So, um, so it, it it's all relative to that replacement cost, and and um, so the media likes likes to um, they like to get people's attention. We want clicks, right? They make um, their money off doom and gloom. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of times it's a lot of times the negativity um, uh, uh, creates causes people to to, to click and read. Um, so yeah, so as far as sales activity being down twelve percent, um, the other part that they don't really uh, they don't really uh, mention in those articles is they're comparing them to the three biggest years that we've ever seen in real estate in terms of transactions. Um, we broke records year over year, 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, year over year, we broke records, and not just broke records, we demolished records. So when they talk about it being down 12% over 2022, you're talking about it 
the number of sales being down um, uh, over record numbers of sales. And you're also not factoring in supply because you're, if you don't have anything to sell, uh, you, you can't, you can't have increased sales numbers. Um, and we're still, um, and this is good news for people who, who have a home and want to sell and bad news for people, uh, that have that, that want to sell and buy, or people that just want to get in as buyers is that we're still real, very low on inventory. Um, uh, historically speaking. So we're, when you have a limited number of houses to sell and you're coming out of, um, the most frantic buying period ever, when you put it into perspective, um, that negative 12% on volume of sales, um, when you look at our average price, the average price is held, um, it's down less than 2% because. Yeah, 1.6%. Uh, yeah, at 1. the end of September. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. On average. So uh, again, we're still talking, you're down 1.6% on record num rec record uh, uh, prices as well. Right. Um, and again, you can attribute the majority of that to supply and demand. Um, we still have more demand than we have supply. So until we get more supply or less demand or both prices aren't going to go the other way. Um, maybe you remember these stats better than I do, but the, they're the stats about the number of people coming into Canada and coming into New Brunswick, those numbers. Yeah. So um, I don't remember the exact, uh, immigration numbers to New Brunswick from out of province and uh, out of country for that matter. But, uh, in the last, two yeah, in the last two years, the province has seen more people move here than in the previous 29 years. Uh, that was a, a CBC article. Um, and, and one other thing we had, we've talked about before, um, with higher interest rates and we had, we had, uh, Melissa Keith come in and talk to us about that from RBC. Um, we're seeing sellers not want to sell because they're locked into a 2% interest rate and they have no interest in going to a 5% interest rate when they move somewhere else. Um, and there are options around that, that Melissa clarified for us and we can talk about another time, um, uh, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Good to have her in, but yeah, just a, a, a general basic one being to to port their mortgage, right? So or to yeah. blend, um, so that yeah, if their interest rate might have been uh, one point something or two, and maybe now they're looking at high fives, but when you blend that into their new one, they're still looking at a really reasonable rate of you know four as an example. But yeah, right. you're right. We'll prefer that to her, but that 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 uh, that also allude, um, alludes to we're having these conversations all the time. We, in order to stay on top of things, we have to have these conversations with our industry partners, uh, yep. of which lenders are, are key. Um, and that's another piece of advice for people. Like one of the main things that you need to do um, is, is getting pre-approved and establishing um, what you can afford and what you're comfortable with and identifying yep. the right lender to have that conversation with. Yeah. Right. But yeah, we're, we're seeing sellers sit on the sidelines for that reason, whether it comes from just not understanding that they can port their mortgage or there's just no interest, but that's kind of limiting our supply as well and causing that sales activity to be down. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause a lot of times we hear the question, well, if I sell, where am I going to go? Exactly. Um, and that becomes, that becomes one of our challenges, right? It's like, okay, where, where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, because we have we have to have a lot of those conversations for for those for 
those people who are listening to this, you know, if you want to sell, but you don't want to know where you, you don't know where you're going to go, um, waiting for that right property to pop up, it's almost too late because someone else is going to scoop it up before, before you're ready to sell. So we have these meetings, um, you know, lots of times people will say, oh, I don't want to waste your time. Um, I, you know, uh, but really, um, whenever anybody says that to me, it's reach out to us because lots of times it, it takes months to find the right solution for people. So, um, get, if you're, if it's on your radar, reach out to us, have us in, let's figure out, you know, where you're, where you're at today, fill us in on where you want to go and then get us out there trying to identify and find um, where where that property that you're looking for um, because when it if it just happens to come up in days past you used to be able to do that um, I can think of years in the in the in the business where days on market was three months four months and that was average and uh, you know <laughs> we look back at one point in the pandemic I think our, our days on market well recorded uh, drop down to like 22 days, 20 days. Uh, we were in at 15 at one point, I think days on market. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So by the time you make the phone, the, by the time you make the phone call uh, to figure out, you know, what your house is worth and get it on the market, that other property is long since sold. And I think that's a lot of the frustration that we're hearing from people out there um, is that they just, they're, they're, they want it to just slow down so that they can, so that they can do what they want to do. Um, but there aren't really any indicators that we're going to slow down. Right. And I think global media, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think the lesson from that is um, if you even remotely think there's a chance you might want to make a move in the next year, two years, go get pre-approved, have us in and get a value on your home. We'll have the details ready to go when that house does pop up that they want to jump on when they are in that situation, when we have a buyer who may want their house, we have the information, they're informed, they're ready to make a move when that property comes available. They don't have to start that process from scratch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just get on the get on the radar and uh, and start lining those ducks up because because uh, it's it's not uh, it's you're not <laughs> you're not wasting our time. That's 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 what we. Uh, uh, that's what we spend our time doing. And again, sharing this information this way, um, generally we're out there sharing this information one appointment at a time and it's yeah. a slow way to deliver important information. So yeah, kudos to you for, 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 for getting this up and going. Yeah. And I, I tell people all the time when they have us in and they're, you know, well, we're not super serious. We just kind of want to know what our house is worth. Your financial advisor sends you updates all the time on, you know, your portfolio's worth, X amount of dollars. And this is one of the biggest investments most people make. So why not stay up to date on what it's worth? You're not wasting our time. It's good for us to know what's out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause when you look at what, how much, how much equity people have in their houses right now, based on the last few years, if they've been in a house for, you know, even since 2018. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that speaking of that equity, I mean, that's something that I, I think most people don't um, don't think enough about and how they could put that to work for them and, and create a lot of wealth through, through real estate by 
whether it be refinancing or getting a home equity line and, and using that extra money to invest in other properties that are going to pay for themselves and just build your own wealth. And whether that's, it's early retirement or something to pass on to your kids, yeah, that's, that's at least, that's at least one or several podcasts in and of itself. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a foreshadow into some other things that, that I know you're going to talk about because that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, another whole topic. And, you know, those yeah. there's three topics in, 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 in that one statement. So yeah. 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 I think there. just, just people even uh, knowing that they can do something with that equity to help them build wealth and retire early, or maybe leave their nine to five job and start a business. Uh, it's a great option and, and a, a conversation starter for people. Um, yeah. So I guess, Chris, where do you, what, what stats stand out to you comparing, you know, our current stats that we have in front of us to, to 2022 and where do you see the market heading in the next couple of years, whether interest rates rise or fall, um, immigration doesn't seem to be going anywhere. We're attracting people with, uh, greater Moncton specifically with job growth, industrial parks, uh, you know, apartment buildings going up everywhere. Uh, with our average price being so low, being another attractive feature, um, where do you see the market going and what kind of, what stats stand out the most to you? Yeah. So when I, when I look at those stats, part of it is what we just talked about. Um, so when, you know, when we're looking back at, at, at what's happened since I'll use 2018 as an example. Um, and, and again, just to speak to the the, you'd mentioned about the immigration. One of the cool things about what's happening in Greater Moncton right now is, uh, and New Brunswick in general, I believe. I'm not positive about that because I, I I know the Moncton area for sure. Um, the uh, the 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 folks that are moving into this area, they're that key demographic of the 20s and 30 year olds, the 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 young families, the the, the young people that are at the, the you know their prime earning and working part of their lives. Um, whereas when you look at just New Brunswickers, um, we have, you know, we're, we're, we have, um, we're, we're not replacing, we, are our, our, our population was declining, um, year over year for the last many years. Um, and now, um, that's not the case. Now we have, uh, we're seeing positive growth in again, record numbers, um, but yeah, just as a, as an example, so, you know, they talk about the, the transactions being down 12% average price being down 1.6. But if you've owned a home since 2016 in greater Moncton on average, since 2016, your house is worth double what it was worth in 2016. If you've owned a home since 2018, it's worth 87% more than it was worth in 2018. Yeah. Um, and if you've even only owned a home since the pandemic started in 2020, it's worth 58% more. So just by owning that home, so if you paid $150,000 for a house in 2016, it's worth 300 plus thousand dollars right now. Um, and having that equity there, like I said, we, we won't <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole right now because this podcast would be three hours long. Yeah. Um, but I guess I I would just say say. Uh, tune in for that, for that podcast and that conversation, because, yeah. um, um, you know, there's, there, there's a bank out there that has, that has a, uh, that has a saying referring to how rich you are. So a lot of people, um, you, you have that wealth there and, um, and what you do with that 
uh, will be life-changing for you and the generation to come after you. And you, you're faced with an opportunity. Uh, there was, you know, there was a lot of people that, well, I wouldn't say the lot, a lot. Again, it's kind of that, that thing that catches the negative press, but there were people that were um, reluctant to have so many new people moving into our area. And, but when you look at what it did for the home uh, equity growth of anyone who's owned a property in New Brunswick, but specifically in Southeastern New Brunswick, um, in a few short years, that's, that's, that's wealth that, um, that you might have to, it, 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 we all know how hard it is to save money. How long would it take an average family to save $100,000 when the cost of everything is appreciating? And I mean, that's another rabbit hole we could go down. We see this is, you know, we see interest rates going up. We see, um, so yeah, yeah, the, what's happening is, is clawing some of that equity back away from the hands of the people that, that now have it. But um, the opportunities that, that people have right now um, uh, to secure their financial future simply from going through the act of having bought a home yep. eight years ago um, is we, 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 we might never see it again in our lives, right? Like that's a generational thing, you know, it probably happened in Alberta when they, when the oil industry took off, that would have been, it takes something like that. It happened in Newfoundland actually during my career. It happened in Newfoundland when, when they, when the offshore oil um, supply was, was tapped into. So saw almost you can actually it's kind of interesting it's almost like a mirror image when you saw what happened uh, I, I think it I, I want to say it was like uh, it was like 2006 2007 anyways but in Newfoundland uh, again I, I digress but when when that when that oil when the when that when those oil contracts were secured house prices in places like St. John's at least doubled Right. almost instantly within a very short period of time within yep. within you know a couple of years um and you just that stuff doesn't happen very often um but again they're a great example newfoundland house prices have not dropped or gone back down to pre that period right. our house prices are not going to drop and go back to until we get a lot more supply as long as and the in-migration of people and the Canadian policy around immigration, there is nothing to suggest that, um, that, that prices are going to go down. So. Yeah. I think it's just going to keep on going as well. Uh, getting an alert from zoom here that we have seven minutes left. Um, sure. so I guess any last minute advice, Chris, on, uh, on what people should, should or shouldn't be doing, uh, right now in the housing market and then, uh, follow that up with how they can uh, reach out to you. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can, you can, you can find us, you, you, you can Google us, you can find us. It's Constantine and co. Um, uh, that's, that's the, that's the easiest way to find the details for myself, for Josh, for, for, uh, for, for any of the rest of the team, Lynn Scott, uh, Megan. Um, so you can reach out to us uh, again, I guess I would put out there. Um, you're not wasting our time. Um, to any of our past clients that are maybe seeing this, that we haven't done an evaluation on your house, getting up to speed on how much equity you're sitting on and what you can, what you can do with that, how you can potentially reinvest that, that sort of thing. 
um, you know, that's one of our main goals of, of, of reaching out to people this way is to just say, um, to understanding where you're at in, in your, uh, in, in the, in your equity position with your home, um, is that's, that's the important thing right now. You know, we've had <laughs> in extreme situations because we, we know that in Ontario prices skyrocket in British Columbia and so on. Um, in a lot of those cases, you know, people saying, well, how, how are young people buying homes out there? A lot of them were buying homes because their parents had so much equity in their houses just because they'd owned them. Their houses, their parents were taking equity and investing that into their kids' home. Uh, and I'm talking adult kids because it's yep. hard to buy a house in Southern Ontario before you're 40 years old. Um, and, and then again, pandemic price escalations. Um, a lot of those folks were repaid within two, three years because the houses appreciated so quickly. So again, yeah. different markets, not our market, not going to see that kind of, uh, not, don't, don't foresee us seeing that kind of growth in that short period of time, but just, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that people could be thinking about doing again, what maybe it's their, maybe it's their, their kids, uh, education plans that they'd never thought they were going to be able to have the money to get the tax savings from that. I mean, like I said, these are, these are episodes, these are episodes to come, but yep. yeah, reach out to us, please. Um, you're not wasting our time. Um, if we haven't been in touch with you because like everybody, um, um, we, we've made it our mission to, to reconnect with the people that have helped us, uh, get our business to this point um, yeah. and, and done business with us in the past. Um, so yeah, this is one avenue. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully your people find this helpful and they can watch this on their own time. And again, thanks yeah. to you, Josh, for, uh, for pulling this all together because it's, uh, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's an important, it's an important thing for us to do. So yeah, Kudos it's a way to, to get, get information from, from those who have it to those who don't. Um, so th thanks for coming today, Chris, and, and uh, filling us in. And until next time, we'll be chatting. All right. My pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Yeah.